Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, seven days a week. Only about 13 minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word, keeps us strong in our faith, and even growing stronger because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Share these studies with everybody you can through Facebook, friends, text messages, other technological means with everybody you can, your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, everybody you can think of. You may help somebody come closer to God. You may help somebody get to heaven by getting them into God's word through these today's Bible class studies every day. What a great blessing for them, but also for you. So make that commitment. Start sharing today and every day. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study, where I've asked you the question, have you got a weight problem? <laughs> As I said, if you weren't here with us before, don't, don't turn off the, the podcasting. I'm not talking about that kind of weight problem, W-E-I-G-H-T, where you're, somebody's too heavy, they're overweight. I'm talking about W-A-I-T, have you got that kind of weight problem? Well, we read the account of the Apostle Paul teaching the Roman governor Felix while Paul was in prison under the custody of the Roman governor Felix. And the text told, told us that, that Felix, the Roman governor, even though he had grown up in a culture of idol worship, he had heard about Christianity, he had heard about Jesus Christ, and so he wanted to listen to Paul tell him more about it. The account is in Acts chapter 24, beginning with verse 22. When Felix heard these things, having more accurate knowledge of the way, and by the way there, it's talking about Christianity, he adjourned the proceedings and said, when Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will make a decision on your case. So he commanded the centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty. So Paul had some degree of freedom to be able to you know, come and go some, but he was still under guard. He was still a prisoner, but he could have people come and talk to him. He could do some teaching and so on. So he commanded the centurion to keep Paul, to let him have liberty, and told him to not forbid any of his friends to provide for or visit him. And after some days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who is Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And so Felix, the Roman governor, he sent for Paul, and he wanted to listen about Christianity, about Jesus Christ. Interesting. He wanted to learn more. Well, he had heard about Christianity. He had heard about Christ, but he wanted to learn more. And so he sent for Paul and had this kind of lesson or study with him. Now, as he, that is Paul, reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. Well, interesting. Well, you see, Felix, history tells us that he had some problems with righteousness, actually unrighteousness. And when Paul was teaching about righteousness and self-control and judgment, well, apparently it struck a chord with Felix. And so he sent Paul away. He said, when I have a convenient time, I will call for you. Well, the next couple of verses in the text tell us, meanwhile, he, that is Felix, also hoped that money would be given him by Paul that he might release him. 
Sounds like he was looking for a bribe, doesn't it? Therefore, he sent for him, that is, Felix sent for Paul more often and conversed with him. Wouldn't you like to know the extent of all of those conversations? I'm fairly certain Paul used those conversations repeatedly to teach Felix further and press him about those very subjects of righteousness, self-control, and judgment to come, trying to get Felix to come to make a decision that he needed to become a Christian himself, being baptized into Christ for the remission of his sins, Acts 2 and verse 38. The last verse in the text tells us, but after two years, after two years, so we have no, no, no scripture record that Felix ever found that more convenient time to really make up his mind to obey the teachings of the gospel of Christ to become a Christian. He kept listening to Paul, kept sending for him, but he's hoping to get bribed is what it sounds like. But he also was undoubtedly learning, but it was not working on him to the point where it really moved him to make the commitment. He kept putting it off, kept putting it off. After two years, Portius Festus succeeded Felix, and Felix, wanting to do the Jews a favor, left Paul bound or in prison. So his term of being governor of the land there came to an end. He was succeeded by the next governor, and Felix, instead of letting Paul go, now he must have had extensive extensive relationship with Paul because he kept sending for him, kept listening to him, talking to him. But he wanted to do the Jewish leadership in that area a favor, so he left Paul in prison when he left his position as governor. What would we call that, putting it off? Apparently, again, that initial teaching session by Paul before Felix and his wife Drusilla, apparently it hit a chord, struck a chord, because it says Felix was afraid. Another translation says he trembled. Yeah, Paul was getting to him. Well, it wasn't just Paul. It was the message from God's word that was getting to Felix. And then he said, go away for now. When I find a more convenient time, I will call for you. Well, he kept calling for him, but he kept putting off, <clears throat> kept putting off any act of obedience we call that procrastination, don't we? We talked about a technical definition of procrastination. To, pro to procrastinate is to put off intentionally and habitually, to postpone, to put off doing something that should be done. Now, that's from Webster. Now, again, as I said, we all find ourselves in a situation from time to time where we need to take care of something, but we just do not have the time, legitimately do not have the time at that particular moment to take care of it. So we set that aside for a while till we can get back to it, and then we take care of it. That's not procrastination. Procrastination is to habitually, that is, continually put off doing something that you know you should do. And you th keep thinking, I'm going to get to it, I'm going to get to it, I'm going to get to it but you never get to it. You never get it taken care of. I don't know that there's anything that is more common 
than a person recognizing that they need to get their life right with God, but they keep procrastinating. They keep putting it off. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I got to take care of some things. When I get some things straight, I'll. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to start coming to church. I'm going to start, you know, reading the Bible. I'm going to to obey the gospel. I'm going to be baptized. Yeah, but, but they keep putting it off. That's procrastination. And so many times, those individuals never get around to doing what they need to do along those lines. Now. We hear about weight problems, don't we, all the time? W-E-I-G-H-T, somebody who's too heavy, maybe even obese by technical standards of, of identification. And so we, we are bombarded with all kinds of diets, health foods, self-help manuals, disciplines, exercise programs and regimens, and on and on and on, and even medications that are supposed to help you lose weight. And a lot of times while you're still eating, maybe more or some things that you should not be eating. But it ultimately comes down to a, a, a decision of self-discipline. I've got to change the way I eat. I've got to change my lifestyle that has contributed to me, to me becoming way overweight. I was in that position many years ago. And I kept thinking, you know, I, I need to do something. I need to do something. And I went on some diets. I went on some regimens, and I would lose some, but then I would not stick with it, and I'd put the weight right back on. And then finally, I made the decision, I've, I've, got, I've got to change. So I did start going through a regimen of exercise on a regular five-day-a-week basis, and I changed the way I ate. And you know what? I lost the weight. <laughs> it took me time, but I lost the weight. And I'm thankful that I've basically been able to keep it off for many years now. But you see, you have to make up your mind. I remember when I first decided I've got to do something, I've got to join a gym. So I did. I paid my fee. I went one time. Did not go back for another year. <laughs> And then finally, after that first year was over, I kept paying the, the, the fee to be a member of the gym. But after that first year was over, then I made up my mind, finally. And I then became serious about it and dedicated. And I began going five days a week. I changed the way I ate. And then things worked. Well, that's simply by way of illustration. If you want to get to heaven, you have to make up your mind. You have to make up your mind to come to God his way. Not just think warm thoughts about God and about eternal life, but you've got to become obedient. You have to. You have to make up your mind. You've got to quit procrastinating. Felix, he learned the truth from the Apostle Paul. He learned the way of salvation, but he kept procrastinating. And the sad fact of the matter is we never see any scripture reference from that point forward that talks about Felix ever making up his mind to become a Christian. 
that is exactly where a huge number of people are right now. They know they need to change their life spiritually. They know they need to get into God's word. They know they need to become Christians. They know they need to be baptized for their mission of their sins. They know they need to change their life. But they keep putting it off. Keep putting it off. And a lot of times they will say, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to take care of it one day. I know what I need to do. But that's procrastination. And they never get around to, as I call it, pulling the trigger, making the decision, making the commitment to come to God through Jesus. We'll talk further next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us. And Father, thank you for being patient with us and giving us time to make up our minds, to make that commitment. But help us to understand, Father, that time is running out for each one of us. Please motivate us or help us to be motivated to make up our minds and stop waiting to come to you, as we know we should. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.